0: everybody I'm Johnny D the motivational cowboy welcome to episode number two with my good friend Jimmy Weller we were talking a little bit about his accident when he was 18 years old he had five percent chance to live that night came back and started racing in the top tiers of NASCAR now his his life is a little bit different Jimmy um, you know you're married now to Katie and mm-hmm. uh, you have a little baby girl.
1: Yes, sir. Things mm-hmm. changed. Even Things have changed, really my friend. Have. <laughs> Things when, that... From, you know, racing being life to not racing, getting married and having a daughter, I mean... It, the three probably biggest things I could have had happen happened, you know, pretty quick. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that is, that is so cool, man. I know that. Um, it, I, I know that things have changed. When when you say, Johnny, I would love to do your show. I would love to do it, you know, in a couple days with you. But I got to ask my wife first.
1: <laughs> yeah, we. Um, when, I, when I go home after work, she, um, the, you know, she either if, if Ellie's sleeping, um, I'll hang out with her, and then uh, Katie will go work and do the donkey stuff. You know, take care of the animals.
0: Wait! Whoa! 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 Uh, wait! 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 <laughs> Did you just say you have donkeys?
1: Yes. Yeah. We got uh, four miniature donkeys and then uh, five chickens running around. So uh, we had more chickens, but we, we've we've lost a couple. <laughs> <laughs> so listen,
0: you know, you were saying earlier that you know you're really starting to understand more and more. And I and and I I got to be honest with you, my whole life changed when when I had a daughter 28 years ago, mm-hmm. and um, it really does change your life. Um, if your daughter comes to you in the next four or five years and says, "Dad, I want to start racing," what I'm are gonna, you going to say to your
1: daughter? I'm going to try to keep that part of my life away from her. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, I think. What would Katie awesome. say? Yeah, um, I think she'd do the same. <laughs> but,
0: uh, you, you'd get no, her into I golf or we, something, right?
1: Yeah, exactly right. I, like I, I actually I had it was kind of funny. I had racing on the one day, and Ellie started watching it. So I heard up and turned golf on. I didn't want to screw her up from the beginning. <laughs> I love no, it. I, you know, um, I always thought that'd be cool if if she wanted the race, uh, or you know, if I had you know whatever child we had we wanted the race. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not going to push anything for that. It's whatever she whatever she wants to do. I kind of uh, kind of and Katie's the same way. If she wants to get in a race car. Um, that when Katie wasn't really around racing a whole lot, so I don't know if that'd be her first, first choice, but um she she'd be all about it too.
0: jimmy, in the in the last episode, you ended the episode with saying, you know how cool it was to get through all the rehab that you had to do to you know learn how to eat again, walk again, drink mm-hmm. again, doing all those things. But one of the biggest highlights of the rehab was was getting back to church. Uh, Mm -hmm. getting back up to to be able to get up and and, and get communion for the first time by yourself, Mm -hmm. Uh, not having the priest bring it to your bedside. Um, Talk a little bit about your faith and and how powerful it is. Was it something that was always with you, or was it something that that, um, you really found God after um, the accident?
1: I mean, you're only 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Gr- growing up, um, you know, faith was always important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my parents, you know, instilled that on me uh, when I was little and, and learning about God and um, being part of the church. Yeah. But it never—again, you know, I was still young enough to where it, I don't know if I fully understood things in that, and I, and I still don't. But, um, you know, getting hurt and knowing that He's the reason, that God's the reason I'm here, I mean, that that, that changed your life. Um, you don't miss church. I, I don't miss church. Um it's been really hard with, um, the you know, the virus going around, where you know, we weren't allowed to go to church, um, but we found a church on the computer that we, we watched every week. Yep. And, um, yeah, that, that was important, very important for us. We're still, with the virus, we weren't able to get Ellie baptized just yet, but now we're, we're, we have that planned out. So um, it, it's going to be cool to watch her grow up in as well. and hopefully, you know, instill the faith in her that... Um, I think that's the right word. Still, cool. um, yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. But uh, you know, my parents did for us, or for me and my brother.
0: That is so cool. Um, you know, we talked about like heroes and stuff like that. People that you looked up to in the racing business, besides besides your your dad, and mm-hmm. that was Dave Blaney. Is that right? Now, did you like him because of the dirt racing? Did you like him because of the NASCAR stuff? Why was it Dave Blaney? Um, you know when you have mentors, the first thing you always say is your family, but then it was always mm-hmm. Dave Blaney.
1: Yeah. When, um, growing up, he was, um, well, he was from right where I'm from. And, you know, he raced the Sharon Speedway there. Um, his dad Lou Blaney was one of the best and modified probably ever I mean, okay. especially in our area. He was the man. And I grew up with him and Dave, because Dave was already out traveling when I was really starting to get into things. Um, but no, Dave was. I liked him from the dirt cars. He ran a sprint car, and that was my dream. And he went from sprint car to the Cup series. So that was my, that was my, you know, my all-out dream was to do that. So, right. um and, and being around his family and that, and, and Dave, you know, Dave helped me get to where I was. He was the, um, he was the one that moved me down to uh, to North Carolina. I worked out of his shop. Um, when I first moved down, actually, I actually lived in the race truck in the shop parking lot for a while. And Wait, then, you uh, lived in a truck. Yeah, yeah well i I say truck to add you know add some because uh, that's the sound floor but it was uh, it was like a little motorhome deal so i mean I, I wasn't I wasn't hurt by any means like I wasn't roughing it but I like to say right. to make it sound better for the story but um no but you know so I lived in the shop park I worked at his shop and then when the truck would actually come back home during the winter to um to get maintenance and that I'd live in the hotel for a little bit then I'd, then I'd say his house so he's uh he kind of like so he took me under his wing and really helped and teach me things there. I learned the racing side, the driving side, I learned the business side them. So, uh, and he, you know, he was just back he was up here sharing this past weekend. So, you know, still great friends of my family. Um, cool getting to hang out with them and you know, and being friends with Ryan and um, you know the stuff they've done for us. Like we my, my wife, brother and I, we started a charity uh, back in two thousand eighteen called Beacon of the Valley. Yep. It helps kids twelve and under in the Shenango Valley or the Moaning Valley, which is, you know, our area here. And, um, and that's Ohio, right? Friends. Ohio, yep. yep. So we go Trumbull County and Mahoning County in Ohio, and then Mercer County in Pennsylvania, because we're, we're right on the border. Okay. And um, we got some friends, uh, Michael De La Quadre, Chris Chalky, Emily Henderson, or Hendershot, oh, almost said that, I get yelled at, that. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, and uh, Chad Wagner. We all kind of got together and, um, you know, put in this charity. And, and our big event for this year was we had uh, Night with the Racers at Ch- uh, Yankee Lake, we had a couple of local bands play. Um, actually, the fellow that was trying to help me get my computer going, his band played. They did an awesome job. But then um, Ryan and Dave came up to sign autographs. Wow. And uh, it, it was on their dime. They wouldn't let me pay them back. You know, they wouldn't let the charity pay them back. They they came over because they wanted to do it. And uh, we we raised or we, we cleared 20000 that night. So Isn't it, was, it so
0: uh, awesome when you see families like that, and Jimmy, and yours is just like that, um, but when you see you know Ryan's at, at, at the, in a top-notch car right now uh, mm-hmm. he has the the fame and fortune and everything else and his dad and but they still never forget where they come from
1: exactly right mm-hmm.
0: and, and you and your family are just that way as well
1: um, I appreciate that mm-hmm.
0: no and, and, and I know that how, how important charity is and I'm glad you brought that up Um mm-hmm you you love being you love telling your story about um the racing and about overcoming obstacles and stuff like that if somebody's listening right now jimmy that um you know they have an obstacle in front of them maybe it wasn't a a you know a, a race car accident um whatever it is what advice could you give them
1: um my first my first thing would be you know the faith um god brought me through it He'll bring you through it. You know, there's nothing that you can't do with him. He's there with you through it all. Um, and then the second thing is, as cliche that it is to say, is not give up and always strive for that. You know, see yourself getting better and working for it. Um, you know, everybody, you know, I, I had the physical, you know, the, the injuries and that, and then some of the mental stuff that came with it. Yeah. But, I mean, there's people that go through hard times all the time. Family members are sick, dying, um, you know, loss of job, anything um, all the hard things that people are going through. and um, like I said never losing faith in God and, and you know trying to, you know, never giving up yourself. that that's you know on the personal side, that's the biggest thing is not giving up and yep. and you know it, it's a ride for everybody, but try to have fun when you can and, and enjoy it you know and just kind of look for the
0: future. And, you know, speaking of having a little bit of fun with you, something that, um, you know, you've done your own public speaking and stuff like that. I know that, um, you know, you've done a lot of, um, you know, things like that. And people don't realize that when you are a NASCAR driver, there's other things that go on. There's a business behind it. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And, And there's things that you have to go and do. And that is you know, there's, there's Q and A's, there's times that you have to get up in front of people. Um, mm-hmm. you, you loved being able to, to go and and tell your story. I, I'm just, this is from one motivational speaker to another. What was it like the first time you got out of your, your fire suit, you put on regular clothes and you got up in front of 50, 100 people, 500 people to tell <laughs> your story.
1: Um, yeah, actually, you, you kind of helped me through it. Um, <laughs> we uh, we always had fun together talking back and forth, and, and, and that's, that's important. Yeah. You know, being able to talk with the – you know, to communicate with the person and not just – you know, some people just ask you questions, and then they ask you one thing, you give an answer, and then they go on to the next. Right. We, you know, we kind of converse back and forth. I mean, the, the first time – you know, Daytona was my first time doing this, and uh, I was kind of not so much nervous, but I didn't know what to expect. You know, right. we, we went up there, and there was a lot of people there. Uh, yeah. At the Chevy stage, I mean, and you got me talking about the time I peed myself in a race car. So, I mean, it was, uh, you know, making people laughing at the where it's uh, – I enjoyed that. You know, we we always had a good time together.
0: We're looking at a picture of me and you on stage at Daytona right now. That I, so it's it's <laughs> really kind of cool. And speaking of that, um, somebody obviously just heard you say that because I just got a note and it says. Ask him if he ever went to the bathroom in his fire suit during a race. So, obviously, (laughs) Jimmy, you know, the the, the people watching, the people listening right now, they're not all NASCAR fans. Mm -hmm. So, explain to people that have never done this, never maybe even seen a race, but when you are in a race car, race truck for two, three hours... And you had a little bit too much water to drink that day. <laughs> what happens to a, a racer when they have to go to the bathroom? It's not like you can pull out onto pit road, hop out of the car, go to the restroom, come back and jump back in your car and go finish the race.
1: Yeah. Explain well, to you, the listeners
0: what happens, Jimmy.
1: You, you have to make a choice. You have to look at how you're how you're running. And if you have a chance to win, you do all you can to hold it. <laughs> yeah. But if if, you, if there's no chance to win, then you know the, you you got to make it. You know you, you got to do it. It's, um, we were at Concord in a late model race, and um, <laughs> wait a, a second, Jimmy, easy.
0: what what do you mean you have to just do it?
1: You, you, you just go. <laughs> you just go. You go to. The,
0: so what what you're saying is, Jimmy, you go to the bathroom in your fire suit
1: yes um you know not very many people admit that and if the people said they've never done it they're lying to you <laughs> um, like local racing and that no because you know it takes you know the, the 20 laps 30 laps something like that it doesn't take right. that but on the you know the asphalt side and that it takes a long time and um, normally you sweat it out normally it's not that bad but um yeah we like we were Concord and there was a real long yellow or sorry red flag They actually tore some of the fence down with one of the uh wrecks and uh I remember telling the guys, you know, on the radio said, "Man, I I got to go to the bathroom. I'm in trouble." And uh, the one guy started laughing at me. Yeah, you are, you're in trouble. And a couple minutes later, I said, "Nope, I'm good." <laughs> and, uh, they, I had to go back up home that weekend, and and when I came back on Monday, there was a uh, box of diapers sitting on the car when i got back. Nice. So. <laughs>
0: That's funny. So, you know, another thing that, you know, we, we talked a little bit about charity and stuff like that, but another thing that you always liked to do and that is going to the like children's hospitals and stuff like that, being able mm-hmm. to give back. What is what was it like for you to be, you know, 20 years old, 21 years old being at the, you know, the highest level of NASCAR, but to be able to give back, being able to walk into a hospital full of sick kids in your fire suit, and have some fun with them.
1: It, it, was, it was an awesome feeling. I mean, you, we were all blessed to be able to do that, you know, go, yeah. go race and have fun and live our lives that way. And there's so many kids that can't. And um, to be able to go out and do that and, and, and bring up, you know, bring their spirits up a little bit. I mean, when you walk into a place and people recognize you and, and they have big smiles on your face. Yeah. Um, I remember there was um, the Children's Hospital in Charlotte, and I always say it wrong, it's either Levin's, or Levine, I always say it wrong, but I went there for a, um, like an appearance deal, and you know, just they have like their own little radio st- uh, thing set up in the hospital, and I was I was dancing with the kids in that, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean, they you get to kind of see them enjoy that for a little bit, knowing that they have to go back to any and go through all the stuff that that I'll never experience or get to really or hopefully, you know what I mean, this, right? I've, um, that they the stuff that they have to go through, and we um, just kind of pray that they they can enjoy it, so, you know, enjoy life. And but it's it's an awesome experience just to be able to see them light up, and when you shake their hand, it's how excited they get. That it, it's a pretty cool deal.
0: That's so awesome. So so you know you're you're not racing, right, at all anymore. No,
1: no, uh-uh. the racing.
0: No. You you literally hung up your helmet.
1: Yep. Yeah. I, um. The doctor down in Charlotte that originally let me race, uh, he he told me it was time to be done and um this was back in 2017 i think
0: Jimmy and, what was that uh, like and, and 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 listen man i'm not trying to be negative here um, but i mean mm-hmm. what was it like when when you work your whole life doing what you what you loved to do mm-hmm. and the doctor tells you listen kid you're done you're done racing mm-hmm. Was that something that you're like, no, I'm going to keep doing. I'm not going to listen to the doctor, or was it like, okay, cool, I, just, I have to start doing something else now?
1: Uh, to be honest, I, I didn't. It didn't hit me that hard. I um, feel like when I, when I originally got the okay to do it, you know, I prayed that whatever the doctor said, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And um, when he said I could race, awesome. I was I was thrilled. But then we you know the same prayer went on again. And then when he told me that, it, it you know it changed life. It changed everything completely. But. Um, at the same time, he, he, he brought up a pretty good argument. He said, you know, you know, do you like racing or do you like walking? Right. And I, so, so I'll tell everybody, I, I really like racing, but I love to walk. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, I, I have a friend that uh, he has a real bad back, and he had a hard time picking up his kids because of his back. And, you know, like now thinking, I didn't actually think of this at the time, but like now you know, we have an LA in that. Um, to not be able to do that would have been a real tough deal. So um, it kind of like – it's just more reassurance that I that I made the right decision.
0: So what's Jimmy Weller doing now? I mean, I know you're you you got married, you have a baby, and stuff like that. But what are you doing for work these days?
1: Uh, I'm back here working at work Liberty Steel Industries. Okay. Um, it's a family company, and um, we we do we do steel stamping, and we're also a service center. So we make um, I like bumpers on Freightliner trucks. Yeah. We make a lot of bumpers. We make the grill surrounds. Um, oh, so a it's a stamping
0: of, plant as well. Yes. Wow, mm-hmm. yep. uh, that the, just brought the, back memories. I, I I did a. I worked for a stamping company in Detroit. I was eighteen or nineteen years old. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad said, if you. Um, if you quit college, this is what you're going to be doing. And he put and I'm like, well, I'm not going to go to college for the summer. He goes, okay, fine. And then you're going to work here. And he put me to work at a stamping plant. And I will tell you mm-hmm. what, I went back to college. I mean, that was oh, one yeah. of the hardest jobs I've ever done. I mean, that that's tough. So you're obviously and, and you know, not not slinging steel, right?
1: No, no. And that's um, one thing. Like before I got hurt, I was working in the shop and doing things that um, we were like when Liberty Steel, um, the service center side of it, I was helping on that. And then when I got hurt, I, I couldn't do a lot of the stuff anymore. They didn't want me doing that. Right. So, um, but, I, but I agree with what you said. I mean, there's guys out there that, are, you know, some of the parts are 70 pounds. And yeah. they're slinging them around all the time and then eating that. Um, they, they they deserve a lot of credit. They do an awesome job. But, um, you know, they – and it's cool. Like, because we – you know, you become friends with everybody. Everybody here is friends. Um, you know, my dad, uh, you know, in charge of a lot of it. And, you know, he he's friends with everybody. So it's kind of – it sounds cliche it sounds like a big family and that, but everybody, you know, sticks up for each other and looks out for each other. So it's, it's a really cool place to work.
0: So Jimmy Weller works a nine to five Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Weller got married, has a baby, has donkeys and chickens.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Then uh, you sound re- retired
0: already, right? <laughs> I'm sorry? You sound retired.
1: My, there's a lot more gray in my hair than there ever was. <laughs> and, and I tell my wife that, the, you know, like even like in the beard, it's starting to come in a little bit. So I make sure she, um, that she know that I didn't have this beforehand.
0: I <laughs> um, love it.
1: I love it. But, but I enjoy that. I enjoy, I enjoy working. It's weird. I enjoy that. And, um, like now I'm involved with, um, an air filter company called Excel Air Filters. Okay. Uh, Todd Schaefer, uh, he drove for Bobby Daughter as well. Um, about the same time I was in a truck series and, um, he came up with this uh, air filter. It's, it's an awesome idea. It's the only residential air filter um, that actually kills viruses. Like oh, wow. This, you have a spray inside it that actually kills a virus. So, like the coronavirus, um, and it, it'll kill the COVID-19. It kills the flu. I mean, it, it'll even kill HIV. It, it's, it's an awesome thing. Wait uh, a second. So, so,
0: so, it's an air filter mm-hmm. that, that goes into a residential...
1: House. Yep. And it, um, yeah, so then. Um,
0: so whatever comes through it, it kills the different viruses and stuff.
1: Yep. Yes, sir. There's, um, we, it's actually, we have an oil in it as well that's uh, patented. And what it does is it, it catches the, um, it's like an oil, like a sticky oil. Okay. It catches the particles going through. But then we also have a spray in it as well that kills the viruses. So, um, like we, and originally wow. we, we started a couple of years ago, and it was tough to get going because these cost a little bit more. Right. And we're not jacking the price up; it just costs more to make.
2: Right. Absolutely.
1: And, um, now that the COVID nineteen is going on, in that I mean, it's, it's, it's you know it can help people, and um, I'm not that's not a sales pitch, you know. And um, no, I, I, I just think it's kind of that, cool that you went from
0: race car stuff. driver to scientist now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um like Todd and I were talking about it, and I was helping him with some marketing stuff, and. Um, I became the vice president of the company. I knew nothing about air filters at the time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I learned a lot, and uh, it, it said what he did was awesome. So um, as of next week, you'll be able to find them on Menard's.com. Nice. com. We'll for sale on there. And, um, you know, the price on Menard's is, is shipping included. We worked a good deal for shipping in that. So, um, yeah, Well, that's exciting, is, is, is man. So now people, you're an so.
0: entrep- entrepreneur as well.
1: Yep. And I, and I enjoy this. I enjoy the business side and working deals and, and trying to get things put together that way. So I'm, I'm enjoying it.
0: So that's really cool. So I, I, I got to ask, and, and I know that you're not doing it right now, but uh, because none of us are at least um, the whole speaking business, you know, for me, I mean, I went from 257 mm-hmm. days being booked this year to nothing. But tough, is is, yeah. is, that, is that something that you want to get back into? Because with, with only a couple minutes left, I want people to understand that you're that you want to tell your story. You want to, you know, go to
1: churches and and, and corporations
0: Absolutely. and stuff like that, and, and, and tell your story.
1: Yeah, and you know, I I feel that's one of the reasons God saved me is to be able to go out there and show His love and, and show what He did for me. Yeah, and let everyone know that He He do the same for them. Um, so yeah, I, I would be happy to. I with with the racing, do I was actually doing a lot of it, and you know, getting to travel around and talking to different kids and that, and uh, different, you know, even different adults, different adult venues. Yep. But um, recently, I've I've kind of um, I've gotten away from that, not on purpose, just with other things going on. But I'd love to, you know, if there's any opportunities that I'd love to come, you know, talk with them and just um, try to. Uh, tell my story, and help anyone I can.
0: And, Jimmy, what, how can people get a hold of you? Are, you? are you on social media? Can, are you on Facebook? I mean, do you have a fan page? Do you have a regular page? How can people find you to be able to get a hold of you if they
1: want um, you the to come? The best way would, just, would be on Facebook and just my name, Jimmy Weller. Um, we had a racing one on there, but um, it's still on there. But I, I don't um, I don't really check anymore. It's been a couple of years since okay. I've really gotten on there. But, yeah, um, and if you send me a message on there and tell me you heard on the show here, um, I'll get back to you. And um yeah, that would probably be the best way to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I think that is so cool. And again, it's just Jimmy Weller. Um that mm-hmm. that, that is so neat. Um, with just a couple of minutes left. Is there anything else that you want to let the people listening know about you, Jimmy? Like what's 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 something about Jimmy that we don't know? Um because we've talked a lot, uh, a lot. I mean, are you are you a guy, guy that likes to, you know, um, sing karaoke and stuff like that? Are you? Do you, do you like, <laughs> yeah, play instruments I, I don't know if you like heard that? me at
1: Talladega that weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Talladega Boulevard. I kind of let. Yeah, I, I just, oh, you let but, your hair down but, on the
0: boulevard, huh?
1: Yeah, it's exactly right. Yes, sir. No, <laughs> I uh, I enjoy that stuff. I'm I like having fun and I like being around different people and and you know just with people in general and um, just having fun and enjoying life. But That's that's one thing, you know, I always used to say no worries until I got hurt, you know, before I got hurt, and then after I got hurt, like, it really, no worries. I mean, you know, things are going to come and go, and sometimes and are going to be tough, but no worries, I and mean, I just kind of kept the faith in God, and I and I enjoy life now. I enjoy everything that kind of comes along. I'm able to see the good in it and have fun.
0: Do you actually take time off on the weekends, or are you, a, are you a workaholic?
1: No, um, yeah, I, I, I stay busy on the weekends, but a lot of it, you know, it was around the house and with the animals and that, and uh, okay, I got to keep up with my wife. She could she can outwork me. <laughs> um, I love that. I, I, I'm not going to let her listen to this part there, just because I just said that. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so and now like now getting to hang out with Ellie and that, um, like I said, just sitting out on the front um, front patio kind of deal and just hanging out with her and that, that's relaxing and that that's that's more fun than I said earlier that race was the most fun I've ever done. But hanging out with Ellie and the wife and that that's, uh, having a child changes everything. So that's uh, that's my main priority in life, and that that's what brings me the most joy right now.
0: Jimmy, what's one lesson that you took from NASCAR and you brought to your now new life outside of racing with your wife and your
1: daughter? Um, I, I think kind of goes back to having fun. Yeah. Um you know, NASCAR there's there's so much pressure, right. and um,
0: people don't realize yeah, it. That.
1: It's, it's it's a job. It's it's an awesome job, and, you know, it's the best job that I could think of, but it's a job. Yep. And um, so you you, you got to have fun, and um, that's kind of the same thing at home. And, um, you know, we, we, my wife, Ellie, we have fun. I mean, and Ellie's laughing all the time, so <laughs> I, I think we're doing a good job with her. <laughs> I, uh, I think she's happy. So, uh, you know, she laughs a lot, and she's always in a good mood. So hopefully we kind of keep that going and uh, just, just enjoying
0: it. Well, listen, man, tell your wife – and your daughter. Thank you for letting you stay at work an extra hour to hang out with us here.
1: I, I got to thank you because everybody's leaving on or coming in on second shift now. It makes me look like I've really been, you know, putting in the hour. So I appreciate you. <laughs> <it. laughs>
0: Well, again, everybody, Jimmy, I can't thank you enough, and it is we got to wrap things up. I can't believe it's another fifty minutes gone already. Again, that is Jimmy Weller. You can find him on Facebook at Jimmy Weller, and again, I'm Johnny D, the Motivational Cowboy. And don't forget, you can watch all of my episodes. There's over thirty of them now. At nrmstreamcast.com. Just search Motivational Cowboy, or you can download the app and you can stream motivational cowboy for hours and hours and hours again on behalf of all of us be safe have fun and have yourselves an outstanding day we'll see you next time right here nrmstreamcast.com thanks again jimmy